tell me if this sounds like you. Ditching the rat race for financial freedom is your rally cry. Shaking off the hustle and grind mentality for time freedom makes you want to do a little dance. Creating a life where your money makes more money for you, now that's your jam. Why figure all of this out? More time with loved ones and the ability to make a meaningful difference in your world. Now that's what drives you. My name is Jenny Townsend. Now, let's up level. What's up, Podcast Nation? Ginny Townsend here, and thanks for joining me for another episode. Today, I am really excited to dive into this topic because it is based on a conversation I just had with a lovely friend of mine. Heather, I adore you. Thank you, as always, for your inspiring conversations. And so while we were talking, and every time we talk, I feel like I hope we both inspire each other. She definitely inspires me. And we always talk about what we're doing in our work. And we run questions by each other and get great feedback and insights. And so one of the questions she asked, or a part of the conversation that we had about short-term rentals with her was, do certain strengths really gravitate towards a short-term rental? Or do you need to, yeah, do you need to have specific skill sets Or can anyone get into this? You know, what if this is all detail management and I'm more broad strokes? Like, great question. And so I wanted to share with you three tips that I have for, and I feel like this this is probably pertains to all busy investors or busy would-be investors if they felt confident that a short-term rental would be right for them. And so I wanted to bring to you three reasons and three tips that I think make this market incredibly unique, especially for busy people who want to be investors. And so top tip number one, reason number one is this industry allows you to play to your strengths. So let's say you are a visionary and you're like, okay, I can see it. We're going to buy a big parcel of land, build five different cottages and have that will be enough, you know, with this property and the cash flow we can bring in, this will be enough to be financially free. Like this one big project and you have like a brand in mind and all of that. Like, so if you are, if you hear something like that, like, yeah, that's exactly what I would think. If you're more of that visionary done, this industry will allow you to play to that strength. It will allow you to build whatever kind or shape of business you want. It could be one property and you're done. And that was the vision and you can realize it rapidly, right? Or let's say your strength is that you are an operational wizard. You are able to find savings for money. You're able to build in systems that are extremely efficient. You build great relationships with, you know, vendors like cleaning people and maintenance like a handyman or handywoman you are able to run this like a well-oiled machine amazing the short-term rental market is totally for you or let's say you're like well I know at least during normal times you know the local travel destination so like you know exactly the trends you know this is the hot place where people head And it like are a hot area. And even if new restaurants emerge or let's say a new winery pops up or whatever, whether it's rural or if it's more urban, whatever it is, if you know your local area and you know the normal travel kind of trends that have stayed consistent and you are like, I can completely play to this. I can provide people a great place to stay, a beautiful place to stay because I know these are tried and true traveler favorites. 
This industry is totally for you. If one of your strengths is like, I can decorate on a dime. I can make something look like a million bucks fast and inexpensive or creative, whatever. Or let's say even not just on a dime. If you know how to create in a way that is, it has staying power. It has what I call like Instagram moments, right? Like there's little cute areas of the property or maybe inside the place where like this would be an Instagram moment. My guests would definitely take a selfie here and would post it. You know that that will, first of all, it'll photograph well, but you know, like you have a gut for decorating and because decorating really is a huge draw for selecting a vacation rental. Like if you're on Airbnb and you're like, oh my gosh, this place is appointed beautifully. This is totally my style. Or actually, this is not my style at all, but it had local appeal, as I call it. Or it has, there's something really charming about it. You know, you're going up maybe into the mountains. You might want a lodgy kind of feel. And to be able to decorate and to really make a comfortable, well-appointed place where people feel calm and safe, by the way. And those are the three key feelings. Airbnb released a report last month and they said their guests, that they did this enormous poll, their guests want to feel calm, comfortable, and safe in wherever they choose to stay in the near and I will be willing to bet near to distant future. So if you have that ability, you can totally totally allow that strength to shine in the short-term market. And I actually just alluded to photography. If you know how to take great photos, come on. Did you know Airbnb actually has built into their algorithm the ability to tell if listing photos are taken from your phone versus from like a DSLR, like a professional level camera? Yeah. So if you know how to take incredible Oh, and by the way, Airbnb prioritizes those taken on a professional camera because it assumes that it's better, higher quality and will create a better experience for their guests, right? And when guests book, that is how Airbnb makes money. So it is aligned with helping their guests, but it's aligned with their most profitable business model. So great photos really help a property to shine. So if this is something that you're great at, amazing that strength will really play in this industry in the short-term industry much more like think about it much more than any other kind of niche I'm air quoting in the real estate world I mean yeah if you're a visionary or an operational wizard I think you can you can make a lot of things happen in the the real estate world at, from a broad perspective but if you know local travel destinations if you can decorate if you can photograph those three in particular those those strengths will really shine in the short-term rental market I think above all else because the photography people are looking at your place every day or you know on Airbnb every day and if you decorate they'll be looking at your place every day whereas if you were doing a long-term rental people would look at the photos once a year or however long the lease is right the continual use of those photos creates even more ROI so if you any of these things by the way aren't your strength it's also totally for you because as I'm about to share my tip number two there's margin so tip number two short-term rentals have the margin to allow for play and not all real estate can say this right and what do I mean by margin to allow for play because as I've referenced in previous episodes, long-term rentals, it's good to get like $100 to $300 in cash flow per month per door, but for short-term rentals, 
we would all categorize as like something is going wrong if you're just making one to $300 a door, right? It should be much higher. And by the way, I mean cash flow, like we're talking profit. But not all long-term or not all real estate strategies can say this. So more long-term real estate, the margins are just tighter. And so the flexibility that you have, the, the margin that you have is just, it's tighter. But let's move, like I said, back to the short-term rental market. So if you want to be more hands-on, amazing. You'll have to listen to episode 73, I believe it is. I interview my brother and sister-in-law, and they are incredibly successful Airbnb hosts, and they take more of a hands-on approach. That's more their style. It's more aligned with their goal, and it's more aligned with their strengths. But let's say you want this to be pretty much passive like as passive as you can get because maybe based on your strengths or maybe based on your schedule you just need this revenue stream to be more passive so maybe you categorize yourself as all right I'm more high level you know like I'm great at finding the place and decorating but I don't want to be messaging or optimizing pricing or scheduling cleaners whatever it's totally fine there's margin built in for this oh gosh Y'all, that's one of the many reasons why I love this. It gives the flexibility that really most real estate doesn't give. And in my program, the Six Figure Vacation Rental Roadmap, I actually teach the the management of property at at four different levels. And so here they are for you. One of them is It's All You. And it is the most cost effective, the fewest dollars outlaid per month but it does require the most time for that, right? So if you do want more cash in pocket, if that is your goal, you can do what I call all you. You know, you are the ones that messaging, you're doing customized messaging, you're booking the cleanings, you're doing all of those all of those little steps in between. So that's one level. The second level, level I call you plus tech. And there are some really incredible platforms out there that will send more automated messages and actually Airbnb just released the ability to to send automated messages on their platform and it's a little bit more limited than other platforms that you can pay to have access to so like Airbnb like on the day of check-in you can send a message right before checkout so it's all kind of time-based triggers whereas there is a, a software for instance and I'll link to this below but it's called Smart BNB smartbnb.com you can really set up different styles of questions and the specific answers that you would like this system to give and it's it's based on AI so it's like machine learning it will take a question so let's for example let's say your guest can't find the wi-fi password which is probably upon check-in the most common question people will have is where's the wi-fi password And so you can obviously put your Wi-Fi password in as the answer, but then type in certain phrasings of the question is like, hey, where can I find the Wi-Fi password? Or what is the Wi-Fi password? Or can you tell me what the Wi-Fi password is? Like you just phrase the question in a couple different ways and allow the, the AI to learn like, okay, all right, I kind of get what the question is. And then it will within 30 seconds respond so it's not necessarily action based trigger like okay this is whereas airbnb their kind of native now more automated messaging is based on 
triggers, like, okay, it's the day of check-in or it's the day before checkout, things like that. Tools like Smart B&B will, will message back and will let you know if there's a question that they don't have an answer to. So anyway, so I call that U plus tech. So that's the second level. Then the third level I call the guest experience team where you actually hire someone that is like more of a virtual assistant role. So they aren't, you aren't paying them eight hours a day for no one, like no one's going to be messaging you constantly for eight hours a day. So that would be a little foolish to pay like a traditional salary, but VAs work with several different clients at a time. And as requests come in, they keep track of the amount of time spent with each client and then we'll bill you for that and so I call that the guest experience team they can respond to questions and all of that so the messaging part and even some of the vendor work like scheduling cleaning doing the turnover and even sometimes some maintenance could be taken care of by the guest experience team so that's the third level and then the fourth level is property management you hand it all over so The first three, you need to kind of come up with your own standard operating procedures or SOPs, which I give that to you in the course, but you just come up with your own how you like to do it. But with a property manager, you just hand it off because that's the job of the property management company. They do the optimizing of the pricing and even the listing, and they do all of the guest communications and can schedule the vendors and all of that. And you get a check at the end of the month. Like it's the most passive possible, but unlike long-term rental property management, there's just so much more room for margin. Like the the cash flow at the end of the month is just typically more. I mean, I'm sure there are, are cases where someone can say, you know what, someone did whatever and it was technically below long-term rate, but I'm just saying broad strokes here, it's compelling. <laughs> it's compelling. So you can be as involved as hands-on or as passive as you would like and short-term rentals are the only form of real estate I'm aware of that allow that much margin for play based on your strengths based on your schedule and I love that and then thirdly this allows for multiple exit strategies now first of all I don't want anyone entering into a revenue stream to already be planning their exit but I also think it's really healthy and really practical to think about okay if this doesn't work out what would my exit strategy be so if you've already planned it out and the numbers still work in my mind that really lowers the risk of the project and so I have a couple different phases of exit strategies which I call multiple exit strategies but To go into them, I think my first one is just having secondary markets. So your first one may be, all right, we're going to be on Airbnb and VRBO. But if for whatever reason you're not feeling it, you don't enjoy having that kind of a property, which I'll admit there is no one size fits all in anything, right? In clothing and real estate and business, there's just nothing. So some people won't like it. But think about there's always a secondary market that you can target that totally changes up the experience but can still provide a much higher margin. And one of those is traveling nurses. I think this is a phenomenal, at least secondary market that I would encourage any short-term rental owner if they're within 20, 30 minutes from a hospital to at least consider. Like run the numbers, make sure it would work. 
because traveling nurses, they typically have 13-week contracts with the hospitals they're associated with, but they can re-up. So if you have someone re-up three times, that means they'll effectively be paying a premium for a furnished property, but you have one client the entire year. Yeah, it's all about the furnishings. The furnishings are what can 25x your cash flow, right? If you've heard that other episode, if you haven't heard that other episode, you should go back and listen to it, if I must say so myself. But traveling nurses are incredible guests. They really take care of the place and the hospital pays their bill. So the bill gets paid. And then another secondary market is corporate housing. And while there was definitely a decrease in corporate travel over 2020, I definitely do see this ticking back up again. And even if it's not someone who is traveling for corporate, what we found in actually our first Airbnb in California was our place was listed on corporate housing by owner. And that is how we found a couple of our longer term guests who were not actually traveling for corporate. One of them was they were moving from Colorado and they were moving to our area in California and weren't sure where they wanted to buy. So they wanted to get a feel for the area and all of that before they made a decision. And so they actually stayed with us for six months, but they found us on corporate housing by owner. And so corporate housing clients are also going to really take care of your property well, and they can stay longer with, again, a premium of having a furnished rental. So I always like as a multiple exit strategy, my first strategy is always market to a secondary market, right? But let's say you just you don't like the, I'm air quoting, the higher turnover of um, an Airbnb or even a traveling nurse or corporate housing, what I do recommend is having scoped out the long-term rates in your area before you even acquire the property, just to make sure that if nothing else, you could still at least break even if not net on long-term rates. I always like to, like when I look at properties, I like to net. I don't want to break even. I always want to have a little bit of cash flow and like the range, right? I haven't actually moved a short-term rental to long-term rentals, but I like knowing that if we needed to, we could and it would make sense. But here is something, again, why I love real estate. And I know there are cycles, there are booms and busts, and there is this kind of overarching mega 18-year cycle that has been in existence for over a hundred years in this country, which is pretty interesting. And obviously the pandemic really messed with that cycle, but all things being considered, like I'm just saying, there are cycles to real estate, but here is a truth. People will never be able to live online, right? We're digital nomads. People oftentimes can work from home or work from their Airbnb or they can work from wherever, but they will never be able to live online. So if you have a well-kept, lovely place, even if it's not furnished, you will be able to rent it out to people because, again, people do not live online. And, you know, here's another thing that on that kind of subject, most industries, if you have a business in most industries, it's typically all or nothing. It either works or it doesn't. I mean, you might be able to pivot from product to product, but... Most industries, it's all or nothing, which is another reason why I love real estate, but more specifically why I love the short-term rental niche in the real estate market. So at the end of the day, let's remember, you still have an asset, a house or an apartment or whatever the, the rental is that can produce cash in multiple ways. And there will always be a market 
for people to buy and sell houses, right? So there are multiple, multiple exit strategies, which is another reason why I love this whole method. So again, to recap, my three top reasons why I love short-term rental markets for busy investors who may have specific strengths that they've really through their career have been like, they have fine-tuned their specific strengths, but also are aware of areas where they like, "Eh, this isn't my strength. Would this hold me back from having a profitable short-term rental? I'm here to tell you it's all good. Like you can totally make it work. So again, my top three points are one, this industry allows you to play to your strengths. Yes. And the second one is short-term rentals have the margin to allow for play. So you can be as hands-on or hands-off. You can be totally passive. You can do the property management model, or you can do all you or any kind of combination in between. And again, there are always multiple exit strategies by secondary markets or long-term rentals or to sell it, right? So I hope that you found this information helpful and thank you for joining me today as I talked through these top three. There are many other things, but these I think are the top three, like the 90-10. Forget the 80-20, we're at the 90-10 of why I really love this market. So thanks again for joining me and until next time, continue to be up and to the right.